Welcome, everybody, to the Competition Archery Media Podcast, where we explore all things pertaining to competition archery. I'm your host, PJ Riley, and the CAM Podcast is brought to you by O'Neill's Classic Archery. And today, we have a rare in-studio podcast uh, to bring to you, and we have our Open Pro, winning his first ever Open Pro ASA Championship, Brady Myers. Brady, thanks for being here. Thank you. Has that sunk in yet? ASA Open Pro Champ. Yeah, definitely has. <laughs> definitely feels good. <laughs> so we got lots of things to talk about, Brady. But for me, when I was sitting uh, calling this, I can't imagine the pressure on that last shot. There's Levi Morgan, the greatest Open Pro 3D shooter of all time, arguably, 13-time ASA Shooter of the Year. He comes up almost identical to last year. He shoots this 14 crazy to put all the pressure on you. What was going through your mind at that moment then? So I had two numbers. I figured he'd probably hit the 14. So I had my number, which I thought it was exactly. And then I had another number if I just had to shoot a 10. So pretty much I just... I really focused on the number because I didn't real I didn't want to focus on making the shot because then I just okay. get nervous and then I'll tense up. So I just kept my mind on other things and I put the right number on and focus where I need to aim because it was a black target. It wasn't yeah it wasn't the easiest to hold on. I could just faintly see like the ten ring maybe right and I right. kind of lose lose it a little bit. So I just really got my spot and just. I knew I had to get the shot off quick. If I held too long, probably wouldn't go good. So I got up there and made it go quick, and then landed perfect. So it, You shot the upper, if I remember, yeah. and yeah. it was the blessed buck yep. is what we were shooting. What was the distance? I don't it was 36 and a half. That's what I shot it for. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah, I was just lucky I had that number. <laughs> how, how do you not focus on the moment there like it's the everybody was cheering because yeah. there's this crazy 14 i think what helped me was i was already happy to be where i was so if i got second place i was still i was still happy with second place ah, okay and that was just going to be a bonus if i win it it's going to be a bonus yeah because first shoot off i'm just happy to be there and I, that's what i told myself coming into it. i'm just gonna shoot i'm just excited to be out here shooting in that shoot-off was Jack Wallace, who's been doing this forever. Oh, yeah. Dan McCarthy, who's been doing this forever and winning all the time, recently especially, and Levi Morgan. Adam Whiney was the other. He was, of course, this was his fir- mm-hmm. first shoot-down as well. He did awesome, you know, just to get there and then uh, to do as well as he did in the finals. But three of the best unknown 3D shooters, you know, in our time, did you think about any of that? <laughs> Does it matter who they are? I definitely thought about it. I was really watching the field to see what they were doing. Really, I wanted to see that close started. So I watched everyone. I think everyone missed 14, if I'm not mistaken. I know I I watched Dan shoot it low, and it made me nervous going to that close target because he missed it. He didn't just miss it by, like, just miss it low. He missed it by a whole inch and a half low. He did. So I'm thinking – I really don't want to have to shoot a 14 on this, so I def so I got a little bit more aggressive on the 12s, and I was able to get, I think, yeah, I got three of them out of three. The five. You did, yes. And I did hit the mule deer for the last target, which I was actually thinking about shooting a 14. If Dan would have hit it, yeah, it would have gave me more confidence. I probably would have shot the 14 that way. It pretty much gave me a really big lead on Levi, and I probably only, I would only have to shoot a 10 to win. Right. And 
I just three, couldn't, I couldn't make myself do it. So three twelves and two tens in your first shoot down ever. Had did you think you would do that well going in? I mean, you had no basis frame of reference for what that's like, <laughs> yeah. and then you go out there and hit three bonus rings. I knew I could. I knew I could do that. My goal going out there was to hit at least two of the five. Okay, I hit two of the five. I felt like I'm definitely should be in the top three, and that's yeah. what I ultimately wanted to be in the top three. So, so going from you know this being your first shoot down and it's indoors like that. Well, we'll talk about it because you do have some experience shooting a Great American Outdoor Show in a setting similar mm-hmm. to that. But was that an adjustment for you to figure out how to judge in that environment compared to out in the woods. Yeah, I had no idea what the first target was. <laughs> <laughs> I was really nervous. I was able to make a really clean shot, but I my number I had on it before when we went to practice judge was two and a half yards less than what I shot it for. No kidding. So I listened to the women how long it took for the errors to get there while they were uh, shooting. Okay. So it gave me an idea. I definitely knew it was not what I – originally wrote down so i added a yard and held center thinking i might have a chance to rise and which it did and i got the 12 okay so it worked out actually pretty good and after that i i knew what the next few targets would roughly be then gotcha that you start you started in the fourth position correct third third position okay so you were on the which target i started coyote you started coyote Mm -hmm. okay um which I forget. I'm forgetting where they moved that one to. If was that the shortest one? No, that was the second farthest, I believe. The black pig oh, okay. was the farthest. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you shot the first one, did that like help your confidence? Like, okay, yeah, it definitely helped because I knew what kind of knew what the black pig was in because yeah. they were pretty close together. And then they really threw you off when they throw that next one and they're real close. But I was able to figure it out well enough that I was be able to get within right. a yard and hit them. Well, I won't, aside from that, I did write down some stats here because for you to get in there to the finals, oh, yeah. you had a monster day, yeah, too. Yeah, I had a great day, too. <laughs> you started after day one at plus five, which I believe you said you were in 19th. Yeah, I was in 19th, yep. And on day two, you had to shoot plus eight. Well, you didn't have to shoot, but you did shoot plus 18 on the second day, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a longer course, I believe. That was probably one of the toughest courses Yeah, I've shot. It was very long. And it, it was kind of open, really open, right. which don't bother me too much. It might actually be better than, like, the real tight tunnels. Okay. So it was – I know a lot of guys, they were – talking it definitely was not easy (laughs) it was so on the um that second day there were this was a big weekend for open pro i think there were 70 some uh archers in that class which is like 20 more than we're used Mm -hmm. to but on that second day there were only four shooters who shot 210 or better Mm -hmm. And yeah. you were one of them. Yeah. Adam Whiney, incidentally, was the other. I was actually shooting with him. Okay. Yeah. He, <laughs> so you guys both yeah, shot Yeah, we were well. kind of neck and neck for a while. I started off really good, and then I think I hit three out of five. They actually missed me on the leaderboard. for. I went right up to the leaderboard after the first five targets. Oh, ah, okay. And uh, I think Adam started off a little slower, but then he really turned it on. 
Yeah. That following five, and we were pretty much tied, I believe, at that point. Or Well, I had that one-point difference because I shot a five on day one. Right, right. So we were close the whole day. Were you – did you go into day two? I mean, after a, a plus five, you're sitting in 19th place. You have nothing to lose. Did you go in with that mindset to day two, like, okay, I'm yeah, just going for Yeah, a little bit. I uh, definitely did go for a lot more, more aggressive than what I would be. Yeah, yeah. But – I just had a lot of confidence. The day day one, I felt like I actually did really well, even though I shot that low score. I had one target in the Wolverine, which always gets me. I hate that target. I need to. <laughs> uh, I can't make myself add the yardage, and I walk up there and I shoot it low every time. Is that so right? So the day two, I'm like, yep, adding three yards, and I shot a twelve on it. So I was, yeah, I was really happy with that. But, I, so everybody always talks about, hey, the rings are the same size. I don't care. That target uh, when just you're throws me off. It is harder to aim on because you can't see the core line as easy. Yeah. So that it's not like a deer. You got to really, you got to really look to see where you need to aim to, even when you're shooting known at it. I just, it just makes me nervous because it's so small. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I always underjudge it. Huh. I don't know why. Yeah. I just look at it and I instantly underjudge it three yards Hate every time. Target. <laughs> On the last podcast we did with Josh Grine, I said, we want more big targets. Yeah. Get these little ones out of there. Yeah. <laughs> if they got an elk, a bison, put those things out there. Um, no, but yeah, so plus 18, did you shoot any eights on day two? No. No, that was no a clean eights. round. I figured yeah. that's a pretty good round there. Um, so as that's coming along, you see you're going up the leaderboard. How is that affecting you mentally as you're going along? I definitely got a little bit more nervous. I got to, it was, I believe it was only 38 yards, and I had a heck of a time actually making shock off because I'm like, man, I hit this one. I should be definitely in there. It's kind of yeah. towards the end. Well, I hit this one, and then I only got six targets left. I just hit one more. Then I got actually nervous and missed it. Like, bad shot. I had the number. I just totally missed the 12 left huh. right under it because I'm going all uppers almost yeah, all yeah. day. So then I had to get a little bit more aggressive because I wanted to make sure I was for sure in there. And actually, I almost missed one that almost cost me. I think it was Bless Buck, 40, it might have been like 47 yards, I believe. Right. But I shot left, which is not a great shot. And I shot left, perfect height of the upper, and I just, just caught it. Hung so, 10. Yeah. I actually hung 12. Oh, you 12 stuck the 12. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So it was high left. But right. yeah, I was. Good thing I caught that one. So. <laughs> so I think you went into the shoot down just one point behind Levi. Yeah. And it was you and Jack were tied on yeah. score. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, that's I went I I went to look at the scores somehow I th- I think I read your post that you said you didn't do too well day one. I was like, all right, let me see what he did. And yeah, plus eighteen. I mean, the highest score shot all weekend was plus twenty. That was yeah, chance yeah. the first day. Yeah, he had a crazy um, day. And that was a tough on that course to do that. Yeah, that was the tight so let's talk about that a second. So uh range A, the first day, that's a brand new course, mm-hmm. actually. Um, just for that weekend. So it was basically like they carved tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very thick. <laughs> Tight. So it, it, when you look at it, it just they, they almost look different. They do. They, they don't look. Like, they don't look like they're day two. Yeah. Like day two targets. It's just you got to really adapt to it. After the first couple, you can you get an idea. Right. So it. 
actually my first four targets I, I shot I went four straight tens or something like that and then a five so I was like five down after the first five targets no kidding just adapting to it and then I got it figured out as we got going yeah is that for me when I look in there I tend to see things longer than they are in those tunnels yeah for is that I wasn't I can't really remember how I was seeing them but I know I did see the Wolverine really bad I shot for the upper 12 and shot a five low that tells oh. you how bad I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I can totally understand yeah. that on that target. Um, but then day two, as we mentioned, you went out to kind of more what is typical Graham Creek in yeah. the pine plantation, very open. There's lots of stuff at ground level, but above you, more it's open. stuff that I've seen before. That yeah. there's tight tunnels. I even last year was I struggled with that. Oh, on gotcha. that first day. So I just got to, that's something that I've definitely got to figure out, work on. Yeah, but it's I, hard to replicate. I, I, don't, you say, I don't know you? where you can practice that. So <laughs> Not around here. No, no. <laughs> um, so this was, uh, we mentioned, this was your first ASA shoot down. You made two last year at IBO. Mm-hmm. This is your second year shooting pro. Yep. I believe before that you shot bow hunter mostly, right? No, I shot open. I went, you did shoot open. Last year was the first year I ever shot at ASA. I just wasn't able oh, to get okay. to it when I was a kid because my dad didn't have enough vacation off work to get me down there. Yeah. So last year, so I really went in fresh, like straight into ASA Nothing. Pro. So in Foley last year, I believe I shot 13 down the first day. It was my no first kidding. pro shoot ever, and I never shot 50 yards unknown yet because in IBO, I, I went from YMR fifteen seventeen, and I actually I could have shot another year in uh, that, okay. and I bumped right up to men's bow hunter or MBO. Yeah, you know, I did well, so I figured. Yeah, I saw a couple podiums you had in MBO. Yeah, I won worlds in MBO. Yeah, so nice. I figured. Uh, I, I believe Jack Wallace might have even been saying he's said, "Don't go to semi, just go straight to pro." Gotcha. Because I learned so much more, and I'm very glad I skipped semi. Yeah, because I shooting with those guys last year, you really learn a lot. And I, I shot with Levi three times, a couple times with Dan. You really pay attention to those guys. Right. And you can learn a lot about yeah. what they're doing and how they, if they do miss one, where they miss it and what made them miss it. And I really focused on that last year and huh. learned a lot. How about that? In I, I might have misunderstood it thinking you shot bow hunter. I thought MBO, you're shooting an open set. It's an open set. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's, I it's thought basically it was the highest. Hunter. It's the highest amateur class for IBO before you get to semi. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, talk about that, what that's like. I mean, that sounds like that was a good experience for you last year to shoot with these guys oh, yeah. and yeah. see what they do, how they play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, go well, ahead. what really helped me, Levi put out a judging video yes. right before Foley. And I watched that video once through it, and I actually went back and watched it again. And it, ironically, it really helped me a lot. And sorry, Levi. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes for all lowers, which everything he said in that video, I pretty much replicate the same, but except I go uppers and play the drop. So my aggressive number would, would be high or so I basically get three numbers, but most of the time I'm towards the lower end Yeah, because I don't want to get below out the top, but I, right. then I have plenty of room I can stay in because I can misjudge. 
I think three yards, and I was still and just barely hung ten um, okay. low at the low part. So there's more room to miss, yeah. and it keeps you away from the eights, especially. Gotcha. So from his video, were you picking up the judging part of it, the or judging the part. it was which the is mostly okay. the whole video is about judging. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you? How much time would you say you spend practicing just judging? Not much, really. Not I don't much. have I don't have nowhere at my house to do it. Yeah, I have. I just bought a few targets last year, but I only have like one little area I can put them in. So gotcha. It's it's really tough for me. I try to shoot as many shoots as I can, but okay. and there's nothing around, which is really I really surprised myself. I was able to win fully like that because yeah. I I set out my Reinhardts. I don't have any McKenzies. I set out a couple of Reinhardts and I looked at them and I judged them all right. And they were the same spot as yeah. last year, so I kind of influenced from those numbers. Yeah. So uh, that's the only practice I had coming into Foley judging-wise. No kidding. So Yeah, we for folks who don't know it here in PA, you know, you're only an hour away from us. I never see ASA targets here. No, you None. don't. Very rarely. There's uh, uh, If someone do, around here does an ASA shoot, it tends to be some other target that they just put ASA scoring <laughs> yeah. rings on, but yeah. it's not It's the mainly targets. Reinhardt's around here. Yeah, exactly. IBO, you know, get all, all those targets. Um, but, yeah, so that – what's your – do you have any thoughts about that going forward as to what you may be able to do or what – I'm going to definitely go buy the Wolverine at the next year. <laughs> yeah. And the, I think the Javelina definitely buy those. But I got a guy, he said, offered me to come shoot it. He has a course, so I'll probably uh, go okay. shoot there if I can. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably find a way, I don't know, maybe take the targets over to my uncle's house, stick them in his yard. He has a big yard oh, or gotcha. something. Yeah. But, yeah, just pretty much shoot as many local tournaments. That's all I can really do. And I shoot the RBD, Triple Crown. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's known, but I, I judge every target before I practice, before I shoot it. Oh, uh, okay. So I'll do that, too. That helped me a little bit last year. Yeah. So I have to ask, Brady, how old are you? I just turned 20 this month. Just turned 20. Okay. 20 years old. And we mentioned it a little bit earlier, the Great American Outdoor Show. That's this big mm -hmm. outdoor show here in Harrisburg where they have uh, archery competition. And the last two years, this year you won which division? I won the, the open money and the spots. I got second in the open 3D, and okay. I won the hunter money class in 3D. And then last year you won? I won the open money and the... Hunter money in 3D. I didn't gotcha. place in spots. Yeah. And I mean, that's, there's a, basically, the, if you're a good 3D shooter locally, mm -hmm. you're shooting yeah, in that tournament. <laughs> the, especially the spots. It's, yeah, yeah. It's really went up over the years how much, how competitive it's been. But right. the 3D, it's always been, there's a lot of good shooters there. There are a lot of good shooters. Okay. So you talked about that spots 3D, I'm guessing. Spots you tolerate, but 3D, yeah. that's what you like. Yeah, yeah, I like spots <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> so I get to Vegas, and then it's just, yeah, I have a hard time. I'm still learning that. How long have you been shooting competitively? I've been sh I started when I was eight years old. I think I started, shot my first state shoot. But I really got into it more when I was like 11 or 12. That's okay. when I really got into it. But when I was eight, I, I always shot the— outdoor show and i shot 
indoor stage for the PSAA. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I shot that for three years, just like hunting setup. Yeah. Yeah. And I did good. And I always did. I was a really good shot when I was younger too. Just, I just didn't know my dad. He was just a bow hunter at average bow hunter. He didn't know about tuning bows. And right. as we got more, he learned some, he'd watch videos. And then we learned the paper tune and all that. But I really, I went to alpha archery, Ken Haynes. Actually, okay. if anyone knows Levi Haynes, he's number one in the nation right now wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. dad taught me a lot about shooting. He, okay. he set up all my bows and helped me really helped me get going to where I was a pretty good archer. When, yeah. Uh, by the time I was 11, this is when uh, he closed up a shop sometime around then. But okay. Yeah, he helped me a lot then. Well, getting to your equipment and all that stuff, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because we want to talk about Mike Notarangelo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he runs the LAS Express trailer, and he told me a story yesterday where he said, oh, Brady's coming. Oh, yeah, he said, the first time. Brady's dad came to me with this bow at an IBO, and Mike said he looked at it, and he said it was all messed up. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> he said you me were a ask, lot. He said you were asking you needed more left adjustment. And Mike said he looked at the bow, and he was like, man, there's a lot of things here. And that you said, Yeah, I remember this, actually. <laughs> he said, I just got to get it to shoot tomorrow, and then we'll fix it. That was, yes, this was at uh, Outdoor Nationals in Mechanicsburg. Oh, it was Outdoor Nationals. Okay. So... I think I was running my rest way left to get it to shoot paper. I didn't know about shimming a bow at this time. I was right. 11. So <laughs> I didn't know what shimming a bow was or yoke tuning or anything like that. So my rest was way to the left. And then I ran out of adjustment going to the left, my sight. On your sight. And I don't know what actually caused it. It was all right. And then it got worse. But I, I was still like in second or third. He said somehow. you won. Oh yeah, maybe I, I don't even remember anymore. Maybe, maybe I did, but uh, yeah, he helped. There's a lot of cases like, I think I I don't know what the years were, but 2018, 2019, I think I lost two world championship. The first one I lost, <laughs> it's pretty funny, but I had a do dozen errors. I shot him for two years and I beat him to death. I mean, never changed the bushings. I just shoved knocks back down in there, and I, and I shot all right, but I just. I should have shot really good. I felt like I was shooting really good. And I came back, told Dad, I was like, it just won't hit the middle. I don't know what's going on. I'm <laughs> shooting. My pin never leaves the 11. So I'll, we go over to Mike. He spins every one of errors, throws nine of them to the side, and says, here's your two good errors. So I had two errors that spun straight. And I, it, at that point, I was too far out and never never could catch up. So he gave yeah. me the two good errors. I actually went up in the world, shoot off, and shot eight up and ten targets. No but kidding. I never caught up. But. He so what he said was after the with this first bow, he said they got it fixed. You won the tournament, mm -hmm. and then after the tournament, he said he tore the bow apart and set it up right. Yeah, yeah, this was he, a while ago. He said your dad called him and said, "Hey, man, Brady's never shot this good before." And Mike <laughs> said he was like, "Yeah, because he can shoot now. The bow's not yeah. fighting him." Yeah, yeah, there's. <laughs> I was just thinking about all this stuff I lost when I was younger, and I should have probably won if I knew what I was doing. But, the, yeah. yeah, that's kind of our fault. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second because, you know, Mike and his team, they're at all these tournaments just for that reason. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob Caulfield calls them, you know, they're the pit crew for the archers. Yeah. And how, talk about how that's 
helpful to someone like you when oh, you're in these situations. Yeah, it definitely helps. Normal when I get to uh, probably one of the ASAs, I might bring both my bows and have them check my third axis because whatever reason I never get it perfect, and then Mike has to fix it. But yeah, he's helped me so many times over the years. At the next one you go to, just be sure and tell him, ah, Mike. Can you check this third axis? I'd like to have PJ do it, but, uh, you know, (laughs) he's not available. So if you could do it, Michael, love that. (laughs) Um, So uh, so you've been shooting hardcore competitively since you were 11. I'm guessing mainly now you were talking about shooting field. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing mainly IBO was what you were shooting or, but well, you also did the field stuff. When I was 11, I started shooting field and Hunter. I okay. was, I was actually, I really want to like to shoot some more. I can't wait till he comes back in Canisburg. Yeah. Yeah. I was very good at that shooting. I'd always shoot. We had that at our club. So that, I mean, that's what I would shoot during the summer. I'd go shoot the field course and right. I never shot 3d until, I think I was 12 and I was okay. shooting an outdoor show and then uh, I got in the IBO. Yeah. Can't remember who ended up telling me. It might've been one of my competitors, Matt Tibbles, his dad, Ryan Tibbles. Oh yeah. He said, you should, he was telling my dad, he should be shooting IBO. He'd probably do good. So I started shooting IBO and I, the classes were cub. It was cub and then 13 to 14. So I accidentally, I don't know how it ever happened, but I accidentally got in a 13, 14. I was 13, but they go off your age at the end of Worlds. Yeah, So yeah, I could yeah. be shooting Cubs. So I shot the first one 13, 14. Actually, my sight came loose, and I, <laughs> yeah, I lost that one. So <laughs> another equipment failure. And uh, the second one I podiumed, I got third. And then I no realized kidding. I could be shooting Cub class. It's like, well, might as well bump down. So the third leg, I went and shot 35 up. No kidding. And I, everyone thought I cheated because yeah, it just yeah, come yeah. out of nowhere. We actually had – dad had to show Brian uh, from IBO a copy of my birth certificate. Oh, gotcha. It was, yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> and then I ended up winning the Worlds that year in cup class. How so, about that? But yeah, that was my first year of 3D and then pretty much just love 3D. That's all I ever wanted to shoot. What is the club you shoot at? Uh, York and Adams fishing game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, uh, they do have an active field um, yeah. course there. I, for me, I love field archery. Yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah, it's, you're in the woods. It's closest thing you can get to 3D. That's yeah, paper. Pretty right. much. It's a lot of arrows, but. You're, I like you kinda, that too. Yeah. You get, you'll shoot a lot. <laughs> shoot I think it's 112 boat. per round. Uh-huh. So you definitely get to shoot. So, so if, um, or when field nationals comes back, you mm-hmm. imagine you'll shoot oh, that one. Yeah. They'll be right there in Definitely. your backyard. Have you ever shot that one before? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I believe that's where Mike actually fixed my bow. Okay, gotcha. So the last time I was there, I was my last year amateur. I got second in the men's. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, Ian Sterner, he's actually local. He yeah. beat me in a shoot-off for – we go five days and somehow we tie in score and X's. No so kidding. He actually beat me by one X in the shoot off. Wow. So yeah, that was, <laughs> that was pretty interesting and good. Well, happy for Ian to win that one though. So for this year, you'll shoot all the IBOs and all the ASAs, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then tell us how you got hooked up with PSE and Lonnie Workman. How did you connect with them? That's so, who you shoot for. We mm-hmm. should mention that. So I've always shot a PSC. Since I've been nine years old, I've shot a PSC. I've okay. never shot another bow in a tournament. No kidding. I've always been PSC. And uh, 
it, I can't remember really, but I got on, and just knowing people, uh, <coughs> Bill Leppard's, uh, he's been with PSC. I can't remember. He might have got me in, helped get me hooked up a little bit. But then right. I got I got on field staff. Uh, Austin Ashcraft was my rep at the time. Yeah, I got on field staff. And, I mean, did all right, shot good. So I got moved to pro staff. I can't remember the years, but so then uh, when I was ready to go pro, my last after MBO, I talked to Lonnie and he gave me a contract for my yeah. first year pro, helped me out a little bit, and then after that, I uh, signed signed with him again this year. Right. Continue on. What are you? What bow were you shooting this past weekend? Uh, Dominator Duo thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, well, let's talk about your setup. What uh, what arrows are you shooting? Uh, PS twenty sixes. Twenty six. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your fletching configuration? What are you shooting? So three just, or four? I shoot a three fletch with Q two I fusion, two and a half inch veins. Two and a half inch. Okay. And, uh, gotcha. Like a two degree left on my twenty sixes. What kind of speed are you getting? Oh, uh, it's depends on chrono. It's right around low. It's the low nineties. It 90s. varies. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Sight. B3. B3. Yep, I'm guessing. And then release. What B3. Do, uh, do you shoot a hinge or a button? Hinge. I shoot the coupe from B3. Okay. And um, stabilizers. Uh, Conquest, the 625s. In your arrow, what kind of point weight do you have? Uh, hundred. I'm pretty sure I'm running 120 grains and 26s. Okay. Not super heavy. Yeah. Um, but so your low 90s. Now for IBO... Do you have another bow, or you just mm-hmm. change this one? I have two bows set up identical. Okay. I was actually last night. I was just shooting them, both switching back and forth, just feeling them, and they feel they actually feel really good together. Both yeah, yeah. almost exactly the same. But the only difference is my bow said I'm shooting twenty threes for okay. a little bit more speed. I don't like to get too light of a point, so I'm shooting a hundred twenty grain point in a twenty three, which gets me up to about three oh four okay. for IBO speed. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that little bit of extra. I just from talking to the IBO pros, you know, I don't shoot the uh, pro IBO stuff, but that you want every foot per second you can yeah, get. Yeah, it can help. <laughs> it can definitely help. Some of those targets are bombs that you guys shoot. <laughs> yeah, some of the courses you never know what you're getting into. You'll have there'll be fifty yard shots, multiple, and then you'll yeah. have a couple. In the twenties, it's kind of different how they set them in the ASA, right, which I right. really like. I really like how the courses are for IBO. It's, you got more elevation too. Oh, there's all kinds. You never hills. know what you're going to walk into, so it's definitely exciting. I think I saw what did I see last year. There was one that was either up in a tree or they had it upside down. They had a bear. Maybe it was upside down. A bear on strapped to a tree. Yeah, something I think like that's that. One I was, yeah. It was something with a tree. Yeah, I remember it was that. Ratchet strapped to the tree, so it was neat. <laughs> so, yeah, it was actually. I believe if you miss low, it'd be worse. So, and a lot of guys were like, "Oh, I hope I don't miss low," <laughs> or something like that. Might have been different target, but. So, at the end of your first pro season ASA last year, what was your best finish? I think it was in Metropolis, 15th, okay. which I hung around. I think I had like a 19th, 18th, 15th. I was always there, and I yeah. had a chance to get to shoot off, and then I'd just push it or do something dumb and miss it. So Gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that I would see your name, and you were always there. Yeah, I was on a couple times. the top yeah. groups. Um, so at the end of the year, like how did you feel about the year? 
I wasn't disappointed about the ASA. I definitely was not happy with how I did. And it was my first year. I had to really it's it's so much more strategy than IBO. Gotcha. So I be and I was I was still pretty happy because I did really well in IBO. Yeah, yeah. Which I figured I'd if I had a chance of doing well in one of them, it was going to be IBO because be I've shot IBO since forever, since I started. So when you say strategy, are you talking about just because IBO is just aimed for the middle? Yeah. So course management ASA. My problem would be I'd be like I should shoot a lower on this one, and then I misjudge it two yards and nearly shoot a five. Oh gosh. So I did a lot of that last year. This yeah. year I got that like I was saying earlier about the uppers. Just uppers. Gives me my take my lower number, gives me room to drop. Normally always still stay ten, catch a catch a couple twelves when I need them. Right, so, right. Huh. Yeah. I I I always hear people talk about strategy and, and that mm-hmm. Just aim for the middle, boy. Yeah, that takes a lot say out. Say about of course management. <laughs> yeah, which I shot with Eric Griggs at last year at Foley at the first one, and he was he really explained to me about that. And right. I just had a hard time getting it together. I I think my problem was I just trying too many different things. My strategy would change every ten targets. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so this year I was stuck. I had for for Foley this year. I'm just like. I'm going to do this no matter what. Yeah. If I shoot good, I shoot good. If I shoot bad, don't do it next time. I forget who, what pro told me that they were like, when we were talking about strategy, it was probably Dan McCarthy. And he said, you don't have to hit them all. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's some where a 10 is good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 is definitely your friend, especially in ASA. You can even shoot an 8. And be all right. You just you don't want to hit that five, right? Right. You got, right. If you got a lot of twelves, you you can shoot eights. Yeah. And it's nothing to be disappointed about. Now in IBO, you shoot an eight. It's like uh, you don't want to do that because you, need you only two. got elevens. Yeah. Yeah. And a five, a five is tough in IBO. You better you better be aggressive. Yeah. Which that's I can I can't say you really can be more aggressive, but you better start hitting the rings then. So getting your first win. It is, what's today? Thursday. So you've had your first win here, four days. What's that been like? I'm imagining people are calling from all over, and yeah. I imagine your phone's just going yeah, nuts. It, it definitely blew up after I won. Yeah. For, well, yeah, it's been still a little bit here and there. But yeah. How many times have you watched the shoot down back? Uh, I only watched it once. I uh, B3 did post a clip of the final arrow. I'd watch that like three times. <laughs> gotcha. And now when you watch it, does it look like what you remember or does it look completely different? Uh, I guess kind of what I remembered, but yeah, it's kind of all of them, half a blur, really. I think about there was the, the Kansas City Chiefs receiver. I can't remember his name. I think it was McCole Hardman who caught the winning touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. He said when he caught it, he blacked out. He didn't know what happened after that. Yeah. I would think. That's that kind of how it was like when after I shot that arrow, too. Was, my my dad asked me what Levi said. He, I don't even remember what he said to me. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw your reaction. People were like, man, he's just stone cold. And I was like, I think he's shocked right now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't get overly excited too easy yeah yeah i mean yeah i didn't know what to think really that's just talking to you here you have that personality of a lot of kyle douglas jesse broadwater i always said like jesse 
could shoot a zero or he could shoot an 11 and you can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the difference is that he shot there. Is Okay, so when you're not shooting your bow, mm-hmm. you're we're saying you do landscaping? Yeah, I have a landscaping business. Okay. My dad, uh, he started when I was born, I believe, and uh, I've been helping him since I've been six years old. So I've been actually was riding around mowing soccer fields on zero when I was six, and I've done it ever since. Okay. Mowing, landscaping, mainly yeah. mowing. I would help him with when I was younger, but uh, yeah, we would uh, I'd go and help him every time I could. But uh, senior year, I he pretty much he didn't want to do it anymore. He's worked two jobs for never how long. I guess just yeah. got to do that to support me shooting. <laughs> and uh, so Take he gave you the shoots. Yeah, he gave me the business in senior year and i pretty much nice. it's not it's almost full-time but it's pretty much kind of part-time because I, I wouldn't be able to do it full-time with archery so yeah yeah and then in the winter i work for taxidermist part-time outback imagery taxidermy just mounting your own stuff i saw your instagram you've yeah I, yeah <laughs> you i do a, a lot of deer yeah i do a lot of like the skin and and all that and some finished work on deer a lot of odds and ends stuff because i'm not there all just in the yeah. winter months so yeah, it keeps me busy. Would you say you were a hunter first and then got into target archery because yeah, of hunting? Def- uh, yeah, I kind of got into, yeah, probably actually, yeah, hunting. I, if I had to pick, I'd hunt hunting all You'd the way. You'd be hunting. I, I love hunting. <laughs> it, there's definitely nothing I'd rather do than hunt. So. Yeah. I saw you shot, what, six bucks last year? Yeah, I did. Yeah, In five states, I think. Yeah. I saw Texas, Oklahoma, Maryland, PA. Mm -hmm. What was the fifth? Uh, Oh, I shot one in Ohio. Ohio. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, once that season comes around, that's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't shoot for – I didn't touch my target bow until end of December, maybe January, really. Uh Uh-huh. So, I – I always think I'd probably be a better archer if I didn't hunt, but <laughs> hunting... It's not happening. Yeah, hunting normally <laughs> is pretty high on the priority list. <laughs> I, I feel you, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. So for you then, indoor, you're an outdoor shooter, but indoors you do some. Yeah. Which which indoor shoots do you do? I shoot the classic in Vegas normally. Okay. And now and then I'll, I'll shoot a lot of local tournaments too and i have shot the usa archery nationals joe ed nationals oh okay so this year i didn't get into much i just had classic in vegas but right but yeah the classic actually went decent this year i qualified and then do real good in qualifying but good enough and i actually won my first match this is my first first uh, win for like a head-to-head shoot off as pro yeah. so i was pretty happy with that yeah and i almost won my second one i lost we tied score but I lost to the X count because he shot nine. I think it was oh, his first gotcha. arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tying yeah. score, so yeah, kind of close. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that for a second here because I always thought the X count. You're actually rewarding the person who had the bigger mistake. Yeah, that. Yeah, I was kind of. I wish it should be score. You shot that score. That's right. score you should get it. We should have shot off to me, but yeah, yeah. Is I, what it is. I always, I, I think of Dave Cousins or somebody said, or it might have been Tim Gillingham. I can't remember, but I once I thought about it, I was like, well, yeah. If you have more X's, mm-hmm. that's because you, the other guy, didn't miss. Even, even in three D <laughs> too, if you score, score, you, I think you should still shoot off. But. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um. 
So indoor for you, are you working on things uh, towards 3D with your indoor game or? More, not really. I got, I try to do good in indoor and I normally don't do so good, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really helps. It helps because I'm shooting a lot of errors, really getting into shape for 3D. So that's pretty much what indoor helps with me. I I should have mentioned, what weight are you pulling on the Dominator Duo there? Uh, for 3D, for 3D, I think I'm at like 67, 68 pounds. Okay. Right around there. And your let off, you know how uh, much holding weight? 75% for 3D. Okay. Um, so that bow in particular, I've heard a lot of folks talk about, it. I messed around with it a little bit when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Shoots nice. That, oh, yeah. that shoot through riser format there. What is it about it that works for you? Shoot through riser. I love shoot through risers. Oh, okay. Just the way it holds in my hand. Yeah. I I can shoot uh, non shoot through. I have no problem shooting. It's just it's not that I even shoot them any different. I probably shoot the super extras as well. It's just uh, just the way it feels to me in the hand. Just I like that shelf being there. Just yeah, yeah. Easy to rest on. I actually got to watch when I shoot my hunting bow. I like to get my finger up on the shelf, cut my finger off sometimes. <laughs> fixed blade broadhead. Yeah. You gotta, I'm afraid yeah. this shit fixed blade actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just the way that feels for me. Yeah. It just feels nice. So at 20 years old, you got your first pro class win. Like, what are you thinking looking ahead to the future? What's. Yeah, my goal in life is to do it for a living one day. Maybe I can, we'll see. Hopefully I can keep it going. And Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, got a lot of confidence going to the next one. Hope to do well. But How long are know. you giving yourself before Shooter of the Year? Oh, giving yourself year? a couple of years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe if Levi gets past his prime, I'm pretty sure he's still in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> Me being so new still, I don't expect to win it because – I might have one bad tournament. Too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Still, I'm still learning a lot more than with Levi, and everyone's still learning. They learn something almost every shoot. But yeah, I'm still very new to it. So from this one that you won, what are some things that you're taking away from it that you're like, okay, definitely the strategy with the upper twelve. That's going to be my game plan all. That's it. Here, last year, just playing, like I said, playing around with that. It didn't work out good for me. Yeah. And another thing I got in there, too, if I, like, know the target's 50 yards, or if I feel like he's at least 49 to 50. Right. If you put, I, want, I put 50 and just aim lower every time. Some stuff like that, you know, because if you break a good shot, you're not, there's no way you're going to, you're going to miss and shoot an eight. You're almost right. going to hit a 10 every time. And normally, once you they get that far, it's, pretty easy to tell that is that 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 is one thing i will say i'm not good Mm -hmm. at judging but i can usually pick out the 49 50 yeah when when you walk up there you just (laughs) or you hear an arrow all you gotta do is hear an arrow especially for me sound judging definitely helps yeah when you hear that and you you just know you might as well just move your sight and set it there now (laughs) so as you were mentioning brady you'd like to do shooting full-time someday like mm-hmm. to just do that all the time. How realistic do you think that is? Uh, I think it's very possible. Just got to keep keep it together and keep repeating. Yeah. That's the thing. Just got to keep that and keep winning. Right. So I, I, the thing is not put pressure on myself. And I, my mind says if I don't win the next one, I don't, 
I don't really care. I just want to be right. close to that shoot off or in the shoot off. So as long as I keep doing that, I think it'll just keep it'll come naturally, especially being so new and I was able to get this win. I yeah. feel like it should be should get a little easier as I get older. So the when you so your first ever shoot off situation was IBO last year. Mm-hmm. Is that something now this is your third one? Does it get easier? Have you noticed it get easier? It's only three, but... Uh, yeah, a little bit, maybe. But still not much. IBO, yeah. I, I was a little... My first one was a little shooken up, I guess. Yeah. But I guess what really made me shake up, I was... I think I was in third. And the second second place, he dropped a low five. And then I'm like... Oh, yeah, now I can get up there. <laughs> so that's what really got me shook up. If he wouldn't have done oh, that, I think gotcha. I would have been pretty calm yeah. in the first IBA one, but I still shot pretty well in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do well in 3D shootouts because they're unknown. I got my mind focused on numbers. I'm not focused on making the shot like right. I am indoors, and that's the difference there. So yeah. I do normally do pretty well in them. Did you notice the crowd at all at Foley? No, I kind of just try my best block it out tuned it out the only thing that bugged me was the one camera at the on the <laughs> which right which one the all the way on the right it was moving down there I actually glanced down at it I was like don't oh, do gotcha. that when I drew back <laughs> that's the only thing that really got to me I still hit the 12 but we'll have to make, remind our cameraman oh no it's fine I mean that's part of it <laughs> yeah 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 I I I would just I don't like big crowds anyway and i yeah. just think walking out there and seeing that crowd man whew, i don't know how you keep it together yeah <laughs> i where i really lost it was when i made vegas shoot off when young adult actually i didn't so i i think we all tied or something like that and one kid and he shot three x's moved on but yeah i went to let down on one of my errors and i shot an eight oh no kidding. it's like really embarrassing it's like <sighs> people probably think i was actually just it didn't look like I was letting down either. I was gotcha. in the mindset uh, I'm going to I'm let going down. To. So, and then just went off. I was like, "Oh yeah. man, that's that's <laughs> embarrassing." <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, Chance Bobuff uh, here at the Classic. I forget what year it was. It was like 18 or 19. Would have had to probably been 19. He's obviously in the Open Pro mm-hmm. Finals. And he was drawing back, and his release went off. Oh, and I know. Shot into the top of the wall. Yeah, I remember that. I and actually was watching that one. He never missed an X after yeah. that. <laughs> I thought, man, and, well, and pressure's off then. Yeah, <laughs> I still I would have come apart just from like you oh, said. Yeah. Oh man, that's embarrassing in front of everybody. Yeah, and I'll never forget then. <laughs> He walked off, and Darren Christianberry came over to him and said, Oh, Chance, oh, I feel so bad. I don't know what to say. And Chance just looked at him and said, Ain't nothing to say, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's that's over. just, hey, it happened, it's over, it's mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, that is another episode of the Competition Archery Media Podcast. Brady Myers, congrats on the win, and thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Folks, you can find the CAM podcast on all the platforms, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Thanks for joining us today.